0: I uh, don't have a joke because I literally know nothing about Lady Bird Johnson.
1: Itch manners.
0: I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy.
1: And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For
0: ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? Woo. On Woo. our late night weekend record, our, I... our wild and crazy Friday nights. I know, right? Yeah.
1: Uh I'd like another glass of wine, but it'll have to wait.
0: It'll have to wait. We're professionals, and I've been out of town all week, so this is the first chance we've gotten to do this. And I'm so excited. Because it's been a long time since we did a biography episode in which I knew absolutely nothing
1: about the person. <laughs> um. Well, that's actually pretty sad. Oh really? Oh no.
0: Well, I mean, yes. I'm not
1: okay. I'm not saying that it is personally sad that you don't know anything about Lady Bird Johnson, but it is sad that, as a whole, she's kind of a forgotten first lady. Okay. Um, even though she did a lot of really great stuff okay, for like what? the well, U.S.,
0: okay. Well, I almost said like what, but like that's the whole episode. That's what isn't I'm. It?
1: I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna tell you. Um, first of all, so her name is not really Ladybird.
0: Okay, I was wondering about that. Cause she was married to Lyndon. Lyndon Baines Johnson, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. So, like, I was like, it's so weird that both of their initials are LBJ. But that's- yeah, but it's
1: not really because her name is actually she was born Claudia Alta Taylor. I mean, and Taylor was her last name.
0: I say, uh huh. Yes, that does track.
1: Um. So it is. It is said that her nanny gave her the uh the nickname Ladybird because she was as purdy as a ladybird. Oh. Okay. Well, and here's the thing, okay? A lot of the articles that I read about her, and there are a lot because she has a lasting legacy, especially in Texas, Um, far too many of them were like, she wasn't very pretty at all, but she was still pretty cool. And uh-huh. I was like, what? I feel like Amber Rufflin. What? And I was like, what? Uh-huh. Um, because, gosh, that's terrible. Don't you think that's terrible?
0: Yes. Yes, I do.
1: (sighs) Deep sigh. Okay. So, she may not have been pretty. Gosh, hate that. But she was wicked smart. I would also
0: argue, uh, not that this also matters, but I think you could say the same thing about most presidents.
1: Yeah. Nobody writes about Abraham Lincoln being ugly.
0: I'm sure people do.
1: They do? I'm well, sure I... they do.
0: And I would say those people are also mean.
1: Those people are also mean. Um she was was really, really smart, but also kind of shy. So there's this really cute story about her being overjoyed that she ended up to be uh third in her high school class. So not valedictorian, not salutatorian, just third. So, so, still pretty
0: good, but didn't have to give a didn't speech. Didn't have to
1: give a speech. <laughs> yep. That's it. Um so she graduated from the University of Texas and that's where she really decided not decided. That's where she began to come into her own as a businesswoman okay. and as someone who could use her I just this is another kind of strange U.S. thing, use her Southern charm um, to do real help, like real work in the world. Um, Southern charm is kind of, it feels almost like a double-edged sword, right? Because Southern charm is supposed to be someone who is very hospitable, someone who is down to earth. Maybe they don't take any kind of like BS, but Southern Charm also applies to someone who, like, is very soft-spoken and maybe, like, kind of manipulative in a way. that's
0: what I was going to say. It's hard to put a finger on, but, yeah, I do think that when I think of Southern Charm, passive aggressive is all like goes hand in hand with charming there. It's like right. they are wonderful. You really want to be their friend and you do not want to be their enemy.
1: So if you've seen Gone with the Wind, right? right Southern charm runs the spectrum of uh Scarlet O'Hara to Melanie Right. Yeah, it's like
0: there's a huge difference when you talk about. There's a reason why when you talk about something charming, people use the word genteel mm-hmm. instead of gentle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the thing sure. is, is like you can be very genteel and still be awfully sassy. You know what I mean? Indeed. Yes.
1: Um, but this this acumen for business was amazing for the time period. Um, she bought a. Combination radio station turned television station with the inheritance from her mother, who unfortunately died very young, died when Lady Bird was very young. Um, Bought it for like seventeen and a half thousand dollars and turned it into a media empire. Oh wow! And one of her claim to fame's for this was that she was not above doing. Anything for her business ventures. She took like meetings, and she also cleaned the floors. Oh wow! All this time, did she she... go
0: by Ladybird? When people like, "Hey, Ladybird!" Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Pretty much all of her life, as as I said, she was nicknamed by her nanny, so she was quite young.
0: I know. It's just such an interesting name that it's not like she went by Bird or Lady, but Ladybird. It's just an interesting, yeah. it's an interesting name.
1: I think that it really benefits from a southern draw, Ladybird.
0: Yeah, that's true. When you say it like that. Yeah. Could you do the rest of the episode in a southern draw? Place? No, absolutely okay. not. Okay, fine. All right. Um,
1: But she also managed about 3,000 acres of cotton and timber in Alabama. Oh, wow. So she was doing a lot of stuff, a lot of so irons in the fire. She had a lot going on. Absolutely, uh, she was hailed by the New Orleans Time, New Orleans Times, excuse me, as one of the most astute businesswomen in Texas. Oh wow! And it was said it would be difficult to find any spouse in the American political history up to that time with credentials to match those of Senator Johnson's wife in 1957.
0: Okay. See, let me tell you. Already, we're like seven minutes into the episode. I never would have guessed any of this of like she managed like Timberlands and also like owned a like media empire. Like,
1: yeah. I had no idea. And the, you know, the hard knocks are going to keep coming because okay. here is where I want to talk about gender roles. Okay. Gender norms, maybe? Sure. More specifically. So she's got a lot of really great articles and books and, like, she takes a big section of the LBJ library just for her. Um, And pretty much every single thing I read talked about how she worked within the confines of a 50s housewife, Uh basically. And she worked... Um, pretty tirelessly behind the scenes as she was expected to but maybe she wielded more political power than was expected at the time but like all of this is in that veil right of the 1950s woman still being very proper being very um, you know from her southern upbringing genteel as you would say and and working on children's initiatives, uh, environmental initiatives, things that weren't considered at the time to be very hard-hitting, but now that we know um, not only how much she was able to accomplish as a First Lady, but also how much those things really impact our lives in the United States, we know that those those are not any less hard-hitting than anything else.
0: But it's like, how much more could she have done how much more did she do that we just don't know about exactly because like she had to play a certain role as a first lady and as a woman and
1: i'm not saying that she wasn't passionate about any of those things that she did because she was but there was this kind of there was like there was a very healthy cake like a bran muffin covered with like buttercream icing right Okay. so with her her environmental
0: that is an, hey, can issues, I just tell you? that was a great what
1: analogy, metaphor, something that was great, something like that. Yeah, allegory? I no, don't know. No, 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 no. Alligator? No, no, no. I think it was an alligator. Um, so uh, what I was saying is, uh, so for example, a lot of her environmental initiatives began with you know her talking about the beautification. Of areas, uh-huh. she talked about how she thought that the nation's national highways were, uh, you know, a terrible reflection on the actual people of the United States, and so she lobbied for billboards to be so many feet away from, uh, from the highways. She lobbied for junkyards and, you know, like general, like I guess even city dumps to be so to be screened away from the the highways and one of her legacies are the beautiful wildflowers that you can see among the nation's highways. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good.
1: Okay. Uh so
0: well, hold on. Oh because I'm super hooked and I want to learn more, but first I would like to send out a thank you note to our sponsor. All right. week schmanners is sponsored by story worth listen this is maybe one of the coolest internet ideas i've ever heard in my entire life because story worth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories and at the end of the year they'll get their stories bound in a beautiful hardcover book. so basically listen one of the things that i found in life especially now like with bb uh or just like as my day go, you know my day my year my life progresses all of these things happen you know and then at the end of the year i'm like wait what what happened this year what was this year because i know it's big and you know you go back to your instagrams or you go back mm-hmm. to your tweets whatever and it never tells the whole story but how it works with story worth is you purchase a subscription for someone you love and each worth Each week, StoryWorth sends them an email with a question about their life.
1: Which would be awesome, especially for for older people like my dad, for example. I'm sure he has lots of stories, but I never know exactly what to ask him to get it out of him.
0: I mean, and actually, StoryWorth was founded by a guy who wanted his dad to record his stories, right? And so he had this idea, and they loved it so much that they started doing this, this, uh, this StoryWorth idea. And so basically, they get an email, they respond to the question about their life, and then they just like reply in an email. And after a year, the stories are all bound into a beautiful keepsake book. So, cool. like, that's something that, like, I think, it, especially now, like you said, your dad, right? Right. I mean, right now, Bebe's two and a half. And I think the idea of, like, when she's, you know, 18, being able to, like, hand her a book of, like, here's all your grandfather's stories, like, is such a cool idea. Totally. I love this. And it's super a great idea. And here's the thing. You can get that for anybody. You know, like, anybody, if if someone has had experiences... It is a good gift for them, I would say. So for $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com slash Schmanners when you subscribe. That's StoryWorth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H.com slash Schmanners, and get $20 off. This is a great idea, go check it out. Thanks so
1: much to the over 28,000 members who joined or upgraded during the 2019 Max Fun Drive, and to all of our monthly members.
0: To celebrate hitting our goal this year, we're putting the 2019 Max Fund Drive pins on sale for all $10 and up monthly members.
1: As in past years, you'll be able to get some pins and support a great cause at the same time. The proceeds from this year's sale will support the National Court Appointed Special Advocates Association.
0: National CASA does amazing work for children and youth through a national network of 950 member programs. We are proud to be able to support them.
1: The pin sale will run from April
0: 29th until May 10th. And if you're a $10 and up monthly member, your personalized code is
1: waiting in your inbox right now. For more details, you can head over to MaximumFun.org slash PINs. And once again, thank you. Hey, it's Jana Varney of the JV Club podcast, and I am so excited to be joining Maximum Fun. If you're not yet familiar with the JV Club, it's a podcast with me and some of my favorite women, and in the summer, men, as we explore the highs and lows of our terrible teenage years into our adult lessons. For example, hear about Alison Breeze's humiliating moment at a gymnastics competition, experience the shame of a knocked out tooth with Jamila Jamil, or drop in as John Hamm imagines what would happen if Bambi met Godzilla. So join me and all my once awkward, often still awkward, friends every Thursday by subscribing to the JV Club on MaximumFun.org. Okay. Okay, so... Tell me more I shall about...
0: Uh, we're back. Hello. Um- we're your host of Swingers, <laughs> and we're back learning more. We're back with Lady Bird Johnson in the studio.
1: No, because she died. Well, spoilers! Sorry!
0: Okay, yeah, let's jump ahead. <laughs>
1: Okay. Um, do you do you know how LBJ became president?
0: Was that an assassination, and he was the fin- yeah? Yes. Okay.
1: So Lady Bird is like the.
0: You can tell I'm not the historian. Between- <laughs> it was like an assassination and a thing,
1: right? Lady Bird is the first lady who never expected to be first lady because she was the vice president's wife. Yeah,
0: it sounds a lot like being third in your class, huh? Exactly. And then like if your valedictorian was like, oh, I don't want to give a speech. Make the third person do it. You're like, oh no! <laughs> oh no!
1: Um, so in the wake of the Kennedy assassination, she found herself really taking over a lot of those duties, even though I think Jackie continued to do some of those things. Yeah. Um, but she was understandably uh not predisposed to do a lot of those things after her husband's death. Mm-hmm. Um, so after LBJ got reelected as president mm-hmm. after his couple years, um, assuming the presidency from Kennedy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, she was able, L- Lady Bird, she was able to help pass over a hundred and fifty laws that all benefited the environment the clean air act the highway beautification act the national parks act like it it's staggering and she is hardly credited of being anything more than kind of like a fly in lbj's ear because she was very influential on him Personally, Yeah. It's said that he had a terrible temper. There was speculation that he may have had um, a manic depressive personality. Um, like undiagnosed. Undiagnosed. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I, I don't think that it is a, a big stretch to say that he was not super popular with okay. a lot of people. Vietnam War was going on and he was like totally for it. Like all this kind of different stuff. So, but she, she did a lot, but to she, like she did a lot to calm him personally. Um, I read different things about how if she wasn't in the White House, LBJ was like a caged animal, and Whoa. those were their words, not mine.
0: Oh boy, yeah, oh boy.
1: Um, so here is the thing that is so interesting. Right. And I, I alluded to this earlier. All of this environmental legislation was done kind of because of the way that she branded it.
0: Because she branded it as like beautification.
1: Exactly. Um, she made her initiatives sound, quote, feminine for the time period, which was exactly where she was expected to kind of sit. Okay. Right.
0: Interesting.
1: Um, so she led with ideas like planting wildflowers and masking landfills and all that kind of stuff I talked about, but also would push for legislation uh, protecting national park boundaries and securing environmental research. So like I said exactly, it was a bran muffin with buttercream icing on it. I see. Okay. Can you believe that there's even more stuff that she did? What? Which was awesome. Um, And I know that this is turning into kind of more of a history and less of a schmannersy thing, but we're getting to it. Okay. Um, Civil rights was another big thing during the time. Not to say it's not a big thing now, because it definitely is. But like I said, the Vietnam War was going on, and much of the South was still segregated at this point. That whole separate but equal thing.
0: Yes, all of that. Well, I can't curse, but you know.
1: Right. Um. So since she grew up in in a small town in East Texas, she understood how to talk to people to make it so that it it didn't sound like your way of life is wrong, we're going to change it.
0: It's a spoonful of sugar.
1: Exactly. And I think that that's kind of one of the things that we talk about a lot where it's about navigating right so you can still get what you want and I'm not talking about being manipulative I'm talking about accessing people in a way so that they are happy to be with you. You're talking about the
0: delivery system. Yeah, the delivery system. Being manipulative implies convincing someone to do something they don't want to do because you want to do it Mm
1: -hmm. versus
0: I would say convincing someone to do something they should do in a way that makes them think it was their idea.
1: Absolutely. So one of the things that she did...
0: And maybe the thing I just said is in itself (laughs) manipulative, but who knows?
1: What I'm saying is there's a difference between being manipulative And approaching a subject in a way that everyone can be agreeable. Yes. Uh, She made 47 speeches across the southern states on her own. That's 1,628 miles across eight states um, where she made speeches to rally fellow southerners. And she really spoke their language. But that's not to say that there weren't like protests and things um, but so she became instrumental in overturning the Jim Crow segregation laws uh, through the historic Civil Rights Act which is not perfect but it was a really great step okay. um, and so all of these things made it kind of like like I said she low-key ran the presidency it kind of feels like this would be
0: the kind of thing where like maybe 20 years later everyone would kind of go wait hold on did she do a ton of stuff
1: she totally did um there's even rumors i mean not rumors i'm gonna say that there is documentation of her putting notes on lbj's speeches so rumors that she even critiqued and graded them right
0: Okay. That's so I thought cool. you were going to say, like, rumors that she put notes in his lunch. Like, have a good day, making new friends. Be nice to the teacher.
1: Okay. So, one thing that I would really like to highlight um, there is a book by the executive director of humanities in Texas, Dr. Gillette. Um, and they directed the LBJ Library's oral history program from 1976 to 1991. Um, and this, this story, I think, is so, what do I, illustrative mm-hmm. of this kind of reluctancy, but competency. Okay. The story goes, it was the final day of LBJ's 1948 Senate race against Koch-Stevenson. This was way before the vice presidency. Mrs. Johnson and Marietta Brooks had been driving around the state speaking to various women's organizations. Um, They were scheduled to make a rally with Lady Bird's debut speaking engagement. Somehow, Marietta lost control of the car. It skidded off the highway, rolled over several times, and landed in a ditch. Whoa! Lady Bird Johnson crawled out the window, climbed up a muddy embankment, and flagged down an elderly farmer in a passing car. Together... The two of them helped Marietta out of the car. Uh, Lady Bird checked her into a hospital. But Lady Bird just cleaned up her dress, borrowed a pair of new hose, cleaned her shoes, and attended the rally.
0: Yeah, she did.
1: Can you believe that?
0: What a rocking, awesome person.
1: So... And she didn't even tell anyone there at the rally, so she, she didn't even
0: use it. she wasn't no, like mm-mm. I want to tell you how great it is that I'm here today. Wow,
1: exactly she um she got a postage stamp in her likeness, and she is one of five first ladies to get this this honor wow. by the u s postal service. Wow. Um, See,
0: this is why I love doing the episodes where I don't know anything about the person going in because it's just a constant, awesome, like, barrage. Okay.
1: Absolutely. So people have said that this is like... It's kind of like she had a, a visionary domestic agenda for the United States, and she was never credited she was content, like you said, to be number three in class. Mm -hmm. So she wouldn't have to give her speeches. Yeah. Um, But
0: like, I think the interesting thing about that is there's like two sides to that, right? Where like, to be content being number three, so you don't have to give speeches, but not being content being number four. You know, it's like, you want to be as hot, like, that's the thing that I am now realizing after this. This is like the twist is like, she wanted to succeed, but she didn't want credit for it, and like there's something about. I don't know. If she the, didn't
1: want credit, but she, she wasn't
0: doing it for attention. She
1: wasn't doing it for attention. Yes, maybe that's exactly. a better way
0: to put it. And like that, to me, makes her already like interesting and super cool.
1: She used her platform in the White House to promote arts, humanities, the national parks. Um, she started. The Head Start program, which is an an innovative early childhood education program. Yeah. She championed clean air and water. The beautification, like we said, of our cities, highways, and countrysides. And like, still, the glasses which we view history through are so skewed because a lot of the way that things are written about her Even with all of these amazing accomplishments, the filter that we have is, isn't it so cool that President uh, LBJ let her do all this stuff?
0: I mean, here's the thing. That, yes, is messed up. And also now that I know all this awesome stuff about her, it's even more messed up than it already was to hear people say, like, and even though she wasn't pretty, like... Exactly. Wow. Like, way to really miss the point, not only by a mile, but mm-hmm. by, like, a galaxy.
1: Yeah. Um. So, I think that... It was... It's really great that we are we are now finding that she was so instrumental in so many things really in our everyday lives because we use the highway like every day yeah. um and that she's finally getting credit for a lot of these things and i say finally a lot of these things came about like i said when she died in 2007 she died at 94 um and she lived she surpassed um Lyndon, like by decades. Yeah, he, he died, died in like, like the seventies. Yeah, yeah, he died 70s. I think four years after leaving office. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and she continued to do awesome stuff. Like I said, she has a um a wildflower research, uh like scientific institute named after her in Austin. Um and gosh, she was just so cool. She really broke the mold at the time and I think that we, we talk about people like let's say like Eleanor Roosevelt right and to a, a, a further extent even Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. right as kind of being the politician that we didn't elect mm-hmm. and I think that that really goes to show all of the stuff that she did It really goes to show how she was, she was cognizant of that fact. She wanted to help the people of the U.S. through her initiatives, but she didn't want to seem like, I said, like a politician who wasn't elected.
0: Yeah, and man, that must be so, like, of course, I'm saying it from an incredible place of privilege, but that must be so tough to, like, want to do good but know that if you try to do too much good, mm-hmm. you're going to catch, like, flack for it just because of, like, who you are. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. No and not just you.
1: from the, the people. Like, she had to face down the outdoor um, advertising industry. Uh, those unions were very much against the moving of the billboards. Yeah. Um, and she she took a couple of hits, especially on that one. Um, she was criticized for the the legislation being too weak-handed. Uh. But, you know, when you're faced with all that stuff and you're not even being expected to do it, and you're supposed to be this, quote, genteel Southern lady, she had a lot stacked against her. And I am really glad that she persevered in a lot of stuff.
0: Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Teresa, I don't often do this, but thank you for teaching me about that.
1: Hey. You're welcome.
0: Um, and you know what? Thank you, everybody, for listening. And if you want to tell others about the show, we would so very much appreciate it. You can tweet about the show at Uh Also, go check out all the other amazing shows at MaximumFun.org. And you know what? If you're the type of person who likes merch and who doesn't like merch, you can check out com to see, like it says, McElroy merch, but also specifically Schmanners merch.
1: I understand that there's a beautiful set of thank you cards available.
0: That is correct. That is, tr- yes. Schmanners thank you cards, Schmanners t-shirt, pen, and I think a tote bag. I know a tote bag.
1: You could carry your t-shirt, your pins, your thank you cards in a tote bag.
0: It's right there. It's, it's almost like we thought of it. Um, and then also we've got some uh, My Brother, My Brother Me's and some Adventure Zones coming up over the rest of the year. Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be some Schmanners and some Sawbones in there too, opening for them. You can find out all the dates at macroy.family and then click on Tours. Uh, let's see. What else, Teresa?
1: Well, we always thank Brent Brentalfloss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Um, also, thank you to Keely Weiss Photography for our facebook cover banner um and you can join our fan run facebook group schmanners fanners if you like to get and give excellent advice thank you to kayla and wassell for our twitter thumbnail art please tweet at us at schmanners cast um that's where we usually get all of our great questions for our <clears throat> for our um well our episodes that we solicit questions. questions for yeah. Uh, and if you but have any ideas exactly, for topics, yeah. yeah,
0: you can tweet those at us, too. We're always looking for ideas no for the audience.
1: Don't tweet. Email. Oh, yeah,
0: email to us. That's right. If you have ideas for topics, email gmail.com. So it's so, tweet, much might, it's you know, so much easier. It's so much easier to them. see,
1: and it's so much easier to search. So please email us those. Uh, and that's going to do it for us, so join us again next week. No RSVP required.
0: You've been listening to Schmanners.
1: Manners, Schmanners. Get it.